Hello, I hope you're having a nice day. Uh, Today's episode, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent about starting a side hustle. So the, um, the first money pillar in my program that I use for financial fulfillment and seven simple steps is income. And there are a number of different ways to do that, but probably the, the one that has the most leverage and ability to scale and grow is earning more money through a side hustle or a business. Um, and I'm deliberately saying side hustle because when you get started, you, you just want to try things out. So, and you don't really want to kind of lose your, your day job and regular income until you've proven the concept that you want to actually do is worth the, you know, you giving everything up for. Um, and that's not to say that you can't have faith in what you're doing, but there's, there's a certain kind of provability and switching and changing and adapting to, to the climate that, that kind of needs to happen. Um, so to start as a side hustle is probably the most sensible, I suppose. And it, I guess it depends if you're feeling like you want to be sensible, but let's let's assume for the sake of this episode that you are. <laughs> so, but there's, there's certain things that you should really be doing um, when you get started. And I've trialed and errored through a lot of these and I would have really loved somebody to kind of lay it all out for me, like a bit of a program or a checklist even to, to kind of go through. So, That's what I intend to do with this episode. So stay tuned. Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Okay, let's get right into it. So before I I get too into it, really, I I just sort of explain what a side hustle actually is from my perspective. And I suppose it it kind of originated out of, you know, we we all end up in in jobs that, well, I shouldn't say all, many of us (laughs) end up in jobs that we kind of did because either we didn't really know what else to do or we were looking for sort of a, a career or had some kind of idea in our head that whatever it is that we were doing would kind of make enough money to allow us to have the lifestyle that we wanted. Um, I know that was certainly kind of happened in, in my case. I um, I went down the, the accounting path and ended up in tax and couldn't have been more bored in terms of lack of stimulation, I suppose. It just, it didn't light, light me up. Um, for some people it does and that that's brilliant but I was not one of those people so for for many years I I really like felt like I was trudging through mud every day so what I did was to do all sorts of things outside of my day job to try and keep me stimulated and creative and ironically I later discovered so like many years later that um, one of my core values is creativity so when I look back now I'm thinking I just sort of did that because like my soul needed it and I was like gasping for air so to speak um and so I did all sorts of different courses art courses craft courses making books jewelry you name it and then I went down the path of personal finance which for a lot of people is just you know repellent but for me I found it fascinating and I realized I because I like numbers and I've always been good at numbers I just didn't like 
the accounting kind of tax legality side of, of that, that kind of it. The numbers itself I've always liked. So when personal finance, I started to delve into that, I realized, wow, this is something I'm interested in. And it's relatively not shared or talked or known. It's getting a little bit more so now, but it's just, there's still so many taboos about, around it. So that's that's how my my side hustle kind of grew and grew um and that's and because of the the passion i have for it it made it a bit easier to to push through and to to sort of make adaptations to things and because it's not exactly you know the roads aren't completely straight i mean you hear these wonderful stories of people who've just you know had an idea um started it and boom off it went uh, but to be honest, that's that's not the reality for most people. Most of us have to sort of work pretty hard at it and you, you trip over your feet and, you know, you might do some silly things or, you know, f- make mistakes and spend lots of money on things that don't go anywhere. Um, and then you start to find your way. So that, that's sort of what that's probably more <laughs> the reality, at least my experience as well. Um, and others I've spoken to, that's that's more more. Um, more relatable and realistic. So, um, but as you are going into this, let's let's try and make it a little bit more of a, a thoughtful, measured process. And I'll give you some ideas. So, I'll give you some ideas about what you could do as a side hustle to start sparking some inspiration. Um, listening to this, I'm pretty sure you've got some ideas swirling around in that lovely little head of yours. Um, and this might just help kind of spark a bit more of a, I'm going to investigate this a bit more. Um, because there's, there's research is, is, a, is a wonderful thing. That said, though, you can get buried in the spiral of research. Um, so then needs to come the action steps. So, um, cause you're never going to get everything perfect to start with. And to be honest, when I, when I first started, I, I wanted to have as much done as complete and complete as possible. And, and I probably waited too long before I really sort of sent out to market what I was doing. Um, because even now I still have to sort of flex and adapt. Um, and I probably wasted a good almost year, um, by not just putting it out there and seeing what people thought. So what I, my, my main piece of um, advice from experience would be just get started and put it out there because without that feedback, you're, you're in a, you're in your own head and that's, that's a loop um, that has no real feedback. It's just a loop. So here are some of the ideas that, um, that you can start to think about in terms of what you could do as a side hustle. If you already have some knowledge and skills and you're working in a particular industry, to start with, you could do some coaching or consulting, or you could do some study to become a particular kind of coach. I remember years ago, my mother was doing what is now essentially life coaching, but it wasn't really a thing back then. Now there's proper um, certifications and qualifications and business insurances specifically requiring life coaching qualifications, which never used to exist. So, um, so she was a bit ahead of her time in that regard. Um, but you, there are lots of different options for coaching now. I could be a business coach. Obviously, to be able to do that would be good if you'd sort of already run a successful business. Um, but you can look into doing counseling. 
um, family family counseling or any other kind of coaching and consulting that that might be linked to your industry. Um, I met a lady the other day who does um, transport planning consulting, which I, I sort of thought was, well, oh, wow, that's, that's a different one. I haven't heard that before, uh, but she loves it. And she's worked in that industry for a number of years. And rather than just being in a job, she's she consults now to different government departments and private enterprise. Um, so yeah, I thought that that's brilliant. Um, so that's that's one option. Um, you could also make things that you want to then sell. So um, you see at markets, uh, you could just do it online. Um, there are a number Etsy. Um, there's a number of different ways you could you could really start to look at doing that. Whether it's like jewelry, neck like necklaces and earrings, or um, pottery, uh, books, all sorts of different different um, concepts. Um, you can turn them into classes as well. So if you've mastered a certain skill, like resin, for example, you could even do online classes, physical classes. You can use workshops around your city. Um, then there's um, sort of online learning tools like We Teach Me and um, you can even use Eventbrite. Um, there's some local groups that um, would probably like to do this or you can even have your own sort of art workshop that you can do. So there's there's options um, in that regard as well. And you could also go as, in as a co-op with some other art, sort of creative people and anything else that you, know, you can bring your, your products together. And uh, or you can you can could you can kind of be the, the conduit for, for selling other people's stuff, too, so that you take yours and maybe two or three other artists and creatives and sell them together so that there's you know a greater volume potentially. So that's another option as well. Um, there's other things that are probably a, a little sort of more labor intensive. So there's things like pet sitting or pet walking even. People who are out all day, people pay you to walk their dogs. <laughs> um, you could do some babysitting as well. Um, you can complete surveys. There are companies like Survey Spotter that actually pay you to complete surveys. Um, you can, if you're more of a graphic designer, you could you could complete templates and sell them on places like Canva. Um, you can sell stock images. You can sell music to to. I know I, whenever I go on to um, Pixabay, um, there's people who are selling their their music there too. So there's there's other options for that. There's even some housekeeping. That doesn't even mean cleaning. That just means like tidying up, helping people declutter, um, do you know even helping them declutter their wardrobes and and fashion selections depending on what your interests are. The interior design space. Then, of course, there's telemarketing. So there's there's a number of different things. If you kind of put side hustle ideas into, into a search engine, it's, it's quite interesting what you can actually find. So the next step really would be deciding on what it actually is that you want to do. So you do need to kind of have, pick something. And, and I know I struggled with that for, for a while because, you, you know, there's so many things that you want to do and you're like, oh, but I like this and oh, but I like that. Whatever you do pick, though, I would say it needs to be something that you are passionate about because if you hit a creative wall or something happens and you're tired or something doesn't work, it's got to be something that you're passionate enough about that you'll push through those sorts of barriers to get to the next step because if you don't, then you're stuck. And if you're not passionate enough about it, 
you'll just kind of go, oh, well, I might just go watch some TV instead of doing what it is. Like I literally, I'm up until midnight most nights creating things because I, I don't know, I just come alive. I'll come out of my daughter's bedroom, like putting her to bed and I'm exhausted. I sit on the couch for five minutes and I'm like, boom, alive again and off I go because I, I just love what I do. So something that charges you up like that to get through fatigue and disappointment and all that sort of stuff because it will happen just being completely transparent and realistic. So then one of the things you can start to do is look around, like do some research, look at what other other people are doing that's kind of similar um, and then try and look at ways in which you're different. How do you stand out? So one of the ways, I'm, I'm a very spiritual, holistic person. Um, so I see the, the concept of mind, body, spirit in relation to money. Um, and that's something that is quite sort of I don't know if it's unique to me but it's 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 not something that's as common around there you've usually got kind of like mindset stuff with a bit of pragmatism or mainly pragmatism with a bit of mindset and I'm I'm very much both I feel like it's it's very much a balance um so that's that's where I see my USP or unique selling point um, and you can find people who've done what you've done, follow them, absorb their free stuff. And if it works for you, then you can even engage them as a business mentor or coach um, because it will really fast track your journey. Believe me. Um, there's the concept of a business plan. Now, this this is this is a, this is a bit of a tricky one. And you there are different templates and things out there. Um, ultimately, it's understanding what you what you do how you're different, what you stand for, um, what your offering is or are, depending on how many there will be. Um, are they physical products? Are they online products? Are you going to do a blend? And this is things that can change and flex over time. So it's not like you create it and that's it, it never changes, um, but just gives you a bit of clarity. And it also looks at the financials in terms of, okay, um, I have a goal of reaching, say, $100,000 um, by the end of my second year. In order to do that, these products need to be priced at this amount and this many people need to buy them in order to reach this kind of revenue. And then you look at what your expenses are likely to be and then try and figure out what your, your profit is likely to be as well. So just, just some rough numbers to start with because until you've really started, you, you haven't tested what if that price point is going to be accepted by your market um, and perhaps you might have higher volume lower price point or um, higher price point lower volume it really just depends and especially if you're going down the coaching path um, you can charge a little bit more if you're going down a digital product it's usually a bit less so just but at least have a little bit of a plan to help get you started in the direction that you're going to go what you're going to call your business is, is also important. So you can look at business registers. So the Australian Business Register has a list of names. Um, you can register an ABN to start with, which is an Australian business number. Um, that is also a good place to start as well, mainly because it kind of locks your, your name away. <laughs> um, and, and if you want to register for GST down the track, you'll need an ABN as well. Um, so that's, and you can still have an ABN, even if you're a sole trader. So we'll, we'll get into the, the structure, um, in a, in a moment. Um, but that then will get linked to the, um, domain name. So if you go onto a website like GoDaddy, and have a look to see what your domain name. I would probably almost suggest doing that first because it is surprising what is taken. 
Um, I've tried so many combinations of things over time. And sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that that is taken. How can that be taken? <laughs> it's relatively obscure, but it's amazing. This, it's just, it's, yeah. So I would almost start there before looking at what you're going to call your business, because you'll also then want to make sure that your domain name is similar to your business name, which is similar to your Instagram handle, which is similar to your um, Facebook page. And if you're doing TikTok or whatever, all of these things, the consistency of the brand needs to be there. So you think about all of this ahead of time, it'll make your life a lot easier. Um, I did not. So there are a number of similar names to my business, <laughs> which there's even a book called Making Money Made Simple, which is written by a gentleman named Noel Whitaker. Um, so it's, um, it's really interesting <laughs> when, you, when you start to look into it. Um, and there's also a hyphen in my website name because the actual website without the hyphen was, was taken, uh, which at the time I was just so intent on my business name being Money Made Simple that I just, I didn't care. I didn't care that it might be confusing. I didn't even think about it, to be honest. So I would suggest thinking about all of that holistically before you start and go down the track and realize that there are quite a few other people who have thought of something very similar, which may confuse people down the track. So start with that plan in mind. Um, and then once you've done that, do you need a trademark? Um, that might be a bit much to think of straight up, but just keep it in the back of your mind. If you're creating sort of a product that you think you could license or um, is going to have sort of very much intellectual property that's specific to you, you might want to look at going down that path. So just check out what you may need to do. Trademarking does actually come at a cost. So think about that. And then uh, if you want to go down that path, definitely speak to a lawyer. I preferably one that specializes in trademarks because it is quite specific. Um, consider the legal structure that um, that you'd like to, to do. You could definitely need to talk to an accountant for that. However, I would suggest making sure that you're clear with the accountant that you would like it to be simple and perhaps not too costly to start with. I've seen examples where um, accountants have set up quite complex corporate trustee structures, um, which didn't end up really making sense for the individual because their level of earnings was way below what it needed to be to make that structure relevant. Um, and the, the cost of maintaining and doing, you know, the compliance of, account, of tax returns and all of that each year was, was quite a lot. Um, and it didn't actually really help the individual. So that's just one thing to be cognizant of. You can start a bit smaller. Um, there is the benefit of asset protection in a company structure versus sole trader. However, there's insurances that could perhaps counterbalance that. But again, that's something that you just need to at least be thinking of in the beginning. And then um, ensuring that you are looking at profit rather than just revenue. Um, in the beginning, you can certainly take free versions of certain tools and softwares. Um, I know I certainly did to start with, but then I'm like, oh, I really just, I need to pay for Zoom. I need to pay for Canva. Um, I do need to pay for Calendly. So for bookings and things like that, if you're going to be a coach, those are probably three tools I would suggest are quite, um, quite good to, to pay for. And then you're looking at websites. You can get free WordPress um, sort of blog websites. I have found, though, they're not as simple as they used to be to set up. Um, so if you're going to need to factor in a web developer or you could look at, at websites um, like all-in-ones, like your, if you're going to be a course creator, you've got things like Kajabi, which is brilliant. Um, I love Kajabi. Um, I did start out with Podia. Then there's Teachable, um, Thinkific. There's a number of different platforms out there. 
that would be worth looking at, um, which allow you to control your website as well. And they have a lot of other things like email marketing um, built in. It just saves you having to have a lot of different accounts um, and it's all kind of managed in-house together and you can control it um, rather than having to pay a web developer anytime you want to make the slightest change. So that's also something to think about. Um, I would suggest setting up a business bank account that's specific to, to your business. It just makes it easier to keep your income and expenses kind of off to the side um, and you can you can keep track of things a little better. And then you can hook up accounting software to it down the track if you'd like to, if it, if it starts to grow. Um, it just keeps things simpler, um, especially if you're eventually going to get a bookkeeper and accountant to help you out. Business insurance is definitely something to look at. Um, brokers can be really useful in this space. Ask around, ask for recommendations um, because it's you need to get somebody who's helpful and, you, and, and is um, able to, to help meet your needs. Um, especially if you're going to do doing physical events, you absolutely need to have public liability insurance and some venues will not even take you on unless you do. So, um, and professional indemnity is is quite good as well, depending on, on what you're going to be doing too. So look, look at the things that you need and just, again, investigate first before you commit. Just because you're asking for a quote doesn't mean you actually need to take it. So just, just test out the waters. Um, from a tax perspective, like GST, um, you don't ne- need to register for GST if you're earning under $75,000 a year. That, that's the current level anyway. Um, you can if you want to, but it's not mandatory. But if you don't, then you don't get to claim GST back, um, but you also don't charge GST. So you just th- have a think about what you want to do in that space. Um, and then how you're going to also treat your income, if it's just a hobby, then the tax office, um, there's different definitions to that, which, which you can look into. Um, and you don't get taxed on the income from a hobby, but equally you don't get to deduct the expenses either. So it's, it's, which makes sense. Um, so that's, um, that's another, another thing to be thinking about. Um, making sure that you have your socials all connected so you can connect up your meta accounts, which is Instagram and Facebook, and you can cross post and you can forward post and all of that kind of stuff, um, makes it a lot easier. So you can batch doing your socials posts um, and then you can just like plan them out for a month and then forward schedule them. It does take a bit of effort, but once it's done, it's off and running and you don't have to worry about it for a month. Setting up a podcast is often quite good too, depending on what you're doing. Um, I know I love listening to podcasts and I have to admit, I really enjoy recording them too. So I hope you enjoy listening to them um, and finding um, them, finding them helpful and useful and, and information that you that is valuable to you. So that's probably enough really to, to give you a, a pretty good head start. I will be putting together a free checklist and once that is released, I will um, mention it in a podcast and also send it out on my website. So that's, look out for that. That'll be coming out in the next um, few weeks to a month. Um, but it's just to, to really help supplement because at the moment, expenses are going up um there's new year and there's also just a general feeling of wanting to be a bit more fulfilled and perhaps a bit more in control of our lives 
And a side hustle is a really great way to do that. It gives you a creative outlet, it gives you something else to focus on without having to try and, you know, um, get too much into the whole of your own thoughts. Uh, it gives you an outlet for all sorts of things. Um, so even if it doesn't make a huge amount of money to start with, it's it's a really fun thing to do. Um, and you get to meet new people in the process and discover new things and skills and talents that you may not even realize that you have. So it's um, I, I highly recommend at least thinking about it and um, and seeing what works for you. All right. Well, I hope you found that useful. If you have, um, feel free to share this with anybody you think might also find it useful. Um, drop a review in as well, if you like, and shoot me an email with any questions that you might have to alpha at money-madesimple.com.au. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>